G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, it's interesting to talk about people who are Christian believers uh, and what it is that makes a believer truly a follower of Jesus Christ. What about all of these issues and perhaps even controversies over salvation and a biblical way to really be in right relationship with God? Well, Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch is back with us again today and talking through one of his latest blogs called True Biblical Conversion. Hello, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. Thanks very much. Bill, some people might say it's a bit strange that you might be talking about a topic like true biblical conversion. Isn't it just good enough to be aligned? Uh, What are your thoughts? (laughs) Oh, well, I wish it were, but... uh... The Bible itself makes it pretty clear that we have to get this one right. If we don't, we're, uh, well, we could be in for a big surprise. In fact, in my article, I actually quote what I call one of the most frightening verses in all of the Bible. And that's when Jesus in Matthew 7 says, uh, you know, this very famous line, Lord, Lord, uh, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of the Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, did we not prophesy and drive out demons and perform miracles in your names? And I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Now that, I think, is just an absolutely shocking verse, which should send all of us to our knees and say, Lord... Is that us? Is that me? Am I really one of the redeemed, or have I been a professing Christian all my life, but never been actually born again, never been truly converted? What's alarming about what you're suggesting here, Bill, is uh, that for those who perhaps are Easter and Christmas churchgoers, Mm -hmm. uh, or even those who turn up at church on a Sunday sometimes out of a sense of obligation, uh, doing a sense of duty, uh, perhaps looking good, uh, but they're not necessarily with their heart in their faith. Uh, You're saying that there perhaps needs to be some adjustments. Well, certainly, according to the words of Jesus, and uh, in fact the whole of the New Testament, we all need to uh, do some uh, uh, self-testing here, make sure we are in the faith, make sure we really are His and it's even not just those who may come on Easter and Christmas, but there may be some who, you know, go to church every day, 52 times a, a year. Every Sunday they're faithfully there, but uh, again, the question could be asked, uh, why are they coming? Is it because it's what's expected of them? Uh, friends and family would be, uh, you know, surprised if they didn't show up. Uh, you know, what's the motivation? What's the reason? Is it because we really are, in fact, truly converted, or is it just, uh, you know, putting in appearances and uh, trying to please men? So I think everybody really needs to 
take stock and ask some hard questions. Just what does it mean to be converted? Is it just something, you know, you raised your hand at an emotional meeting 30 years ago and you think, oh, that must be it. I, I, I you know, asked Jesus into my heart 30 years ago and, and, and that's it. And now I'm living like the devil, pleasing myself, doing my thing. But that uh, meeting 30 years ago has sealed it all. Or, in fact, do we need to find fruit of salvation? Do we need to see a, you know, a growing sanctification, growing obedience, growing hatred of the world, growing separation from worldliness and sin? Uh, those are some of the actual New Testament tests to see if we are indeed in the faith. I remember years ago in my own walk uh, towards maturity, Bill, and uh, reading a book by Watchman Nee called The Normal Christian Life. I'm not sure whether you're familiar with it, yes, but, yes, yes. Uh, but it, uh, to me when I read that, uh, I was shocked mm. by how hard it is uh, to walk in the steps of Jesus. Yeah, uh, yeah. We appreciate grace Uh, that uh, we don't deserve the favor of God, but it is a hard walk Mm. uh, to follow Christ. Mm. Well, again, Jesus said exactly that. Uh, He said not only would there be few that follow me, but uh, this whole life of discipleship is... Well, it's not an easy one. It goes against the grain. It talks about, uh, you know, picking up your cross and following me, denying yourself, dying to yourself daily, putting to death your, you know, fleshly desires. That's uh, not just what Jesus said, but all of the New Testament epistles. So, you know, it's it's on the one hand, it's the easiest thing in the world. I mean, it is totally by grace through faith, the initial justification, right? We can't save ourselves. We can't do enough works. We can't please God. We're in fact dead in our trespasses and sins. So sure, the initial step of salvation, what we refer to as justification, that is all of God. But then the fruit or the evidence of being truly converted will manifest itself. We will follow these hundreds of commands we find in the New Testament, you know, whether dying to self or crucifying the flesh or saying no to sinful desires. There's uh, hundreds of these uh, exhortations and commandments that we're expected to do, and these would be the indication of genuine salvation. If we're not doing these things, sure, we'll do them imperfectly, and, you know, it may take a long time, and praise God, He is very patient and uh, merciful to us, you know, we can often take a long time to get our act together, but a true Christian will make progress in sanctification, will be desiring to live the holy life, and even though it may take a while, uh, that will be some of the evidence or some of the fruit of genuine conversion. Bill, you quote Paul Washer in your latest blog. You, you quote him saying, the conversion of a person is possibly the most magnificent demonstration of the power of God in the universe. Mm. Uh, When we see a genuinely converted person, a transformed life, we're watching a walking miracle, aren't we? Yeah, Yeah. well, absolutely. As I just said, uh, the Bible doesn't have very flattering terms about the uh, non-believer. You know, as I said, we're dead in our trespasses and sins. We're, you know, children of the devil. All this uh, unflattering remarks. And the, the truth is we have no ability in ourselves to save ourselves. We're totally lost. If it weren't for the mercy and grace of God, we wouldn't make it. So, yes, it really is a miracle 
the whole new birth. Uh, you know, that's why it surprised Nicodemus in John 3, this idea, can a man be born again? That sounds uh, just too incredible. Well, it is. And that's the good news of the gospel. What we can't do for ourselves, Christ has done on our behalf if we meet the conditions. Obviously, faith and repentance are part of our response to what Christ does on our behalf. And then, as we say, it's a, it's a lifelong journey of uh, holiness and sanctification, becoming more Christ-like, becoming more in the image of God. So, um, yeah, it's the, the initial step of justification. That's just the very beginning. Then it's a journey. It keeps going until the day you die. So, again, we have to be careful if we think, well, 25 years ago I did raise my hand or I went forward in a meeting. That in itself is not enough. Uh, the question is, is there fruit? Is there real uh, progressive, even if slow change, taking place in our lives? If not, well, then we really should be asking ourselves the hard question. Am I really truly converted? And, of course, it's very easy for Christian believers to become judgmental towards others who we might feel are not following in the footsteps of Jesus in a biblical way. But let's come back to a personal self-evaluation for each individual, not judging another, but looking at our own hearts. Where would you say to people listening to our conversation now, this is where you start uh, to do an evaluation and to make sure that you truly are a personally converted uh, biblical Christian. Yes, well, there's, uh, again, the New Testament offers uh, a lot of these self-tests. I I mentioned some in the article as well. But I would think any believer should just take the time, you know, stop what you're doing, find uh, as long as as it takes, really, and whether it's an hour or a day, you know, just uh, find a quiet place before God and really spend time and be honest with God and say, Lord, am I growing? Am I? Do I have a desire to become more holy? Do I have a increasing unhappiness and unease with sin? Am I getting more and more uh, un- at home with the world? You know, these are some of the obvious questions we can ask. And uh, sure, you're right to say we can't judge others, and we have to be glad God is so patient and faithful with us, but we can nonetheless exhort one another, encourage one another. You know, again, Paul says, test yourselves, make sure you are in the faith, so we can actually graciously ask that of one another. You know, certainly those we're close with, who we have a relationship with, and say, hey, brother, how are you doing? Do you uh, see fruit and evidence in your life of genuine conversion? Is there anything I can help you with in this process? So we do have a obligation in one sense to uh, one another. In fact, Ezekiel 3 speaks about the watchman on the wall and, you know, says if we don't warn those who are heading for uh, trouble, well, we'll have blood on our hands if we don't. So in one sense, we all have an obligation to make sure each other is on the straight and narrow and uh, sure, not in a judgmental way and always considering ourselves because we're the first ones who should be uh, assessed here. But uh, we do have an obligation to make sure each of our uh, friends and fellow um, Christians are indeed, uh, you know, on the right path. 
Well, challenging words and always great insights. Bill Muhlenberg, I'll point people to your Culture Watch website uh, where people can look at your latest blogs. And we keep saying, Bill Muhlenberg, the prolific blogger, uh, you are certainly churning out uh, the articles and each one has such great depth and uh, I'd encourage listeners to uh, go to your website at Culture Watch and check out your blog uh, items, billmuhlenberg.com. Uh, Bill, a pleasure talking. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. Always a pleasure. Thanks very much. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.